Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. Great to have you guys with us. Middle of the week. Closer and closer every day to football. You can you can almost taste it. You can almost smell it. Oh wait, that's just the ozone burning outside. <laughs> God, it's hot. I honestly, in thirty four years of life, I do, I do not remember this 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 amount of heat and, and just insufferableness. If that's a word, it's insane. And I cannot. I, I pity. I pity the high school football players of this state. You know, most colleges they got an inside play. They go inside. Right. What are, what are high schools doing right now? They're just trying to get through. So, guys. I can't stress. So normally, we like to have a lot of fun on the show, but this is a serious moment. Hydrate your body. I'm feeling like DDP. Hydrate your body with this DDP yoga thermos. No, drink water. Keep yourself safe. Don't be dumb out there. It's and not. I, it's not I, worth it. And as I tweeted out earlier today, though, despite how hot it is, hell's hotter. Give, give Jesus a holler if you want to be a little cooler for that all is, eternity. That is that is a good point. Very true. All right. Want to thank you guys for listening, supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us in the darkness. There, you think it's hot here? I bet it's hotter where they are. If they're over there in Afghanistan or, or anywhere in the Middle East, it's a dry heat though, Brian. It's dry heat. Yeah, I'm sure David Brandt can give us an update on that. <laughs> By the way, shout out to David Brandt on, on his way out, headed to uh, headed to the, the west to cover. He got a really good gig covering Arizona sports, and I mean pro sports. He'll be covering uh, the Cardinals and the Suns and the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks. So that's a really good gig, but we are going to miss him. What a great, hilarious dude. Really, really cool guy. Yeah, I know very few people probably care about the ins and outs of our day-to-day, but us media group, we spend a good deal of time around each other. and, And sometimes a lot of that time is just hurry up and wait time. And David Brent made that hurry up and wait time extremely enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, there was a story for every moment. Um, it will probably never make these airwaves, but he he's ha- he's got stories from Houston Nutt to Ed Orgeron to to Andy Kennedy and he's from got his time all. covering covering Ole Miss, and of course he's covered state, uh, you know, with the AP too. So he's got stories there. But he if his job as a writer ever fails, and it won't because he's a great writer, great reporter. Uh, he could be a stand-up comedian. He is just outstanding. And then, yeah. And if it wasn't for David, I wouldn't have a Heisman vote either. So yeah. he's also – I will forever have him to thank So we'll miss him. That, so. We'll miss him. If, if, if MSU uh, – maybe we can talk to him. I think in what? State plays Arizona State in like 2022 or something. Maybe we can get him back on the podcast uh, for that one. All right. And, of course, our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House. Buddy, if you're not drinking an iced coffee today – are you drinking an iced coffee? Absolutely not. You got a hot coffee? I do. I've hot my, coffee, hot weather. Got my blueberry cobbler going. You know, I'm not a big fan of the uh, of like iced coffee. You're obviously a big fan of torture. Um, I mean, I just and it's funny because until a couple, you know, until I had kids, like I really didn't have a, much of a taste for coffee. You, you hear people say things ha- are an acquired taste. Well, I guess I acquired it because now I love it. But yeah, I, I don't have much of a thing for iced coffees though. So I, I haven't gone that route yet. So I, I still stick with my hot coffee even when it's 120 degrees outside. Man, you're a better man than I am. But it's not 120 degrees in here. I would not, not in here now. I would not drink hot coffee and sit Very outside. pleasant here in the Super Talk studios. Yeah, I mean, if we did this podcast under a tent in the heat outside. No coffee then? Yeah. Diet I'd, do. Diet do. Water. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or water, yeah. All right. Good show for you today. We'll hit the rumblings in the second half of the show. But first, we're not... <laughs> Our special effects budget is really low, guys. <laughs> I was trying to make a rumble. It sounded more like a... 
I tell you what, in about two hours, I can just put the mic to my stomach. <laughs> and, and because we're getting closer, you know, to dinner time. Uh, but first, we're not even going to talk about uh, MSU football as much because, you know, not much has happened. We haven't couldn't go to practice on Monday. They said they're going to let us go to practice on Tuesday. So, we'll, Ben, as you, you listen, they, they, even though it's going to likely be indoors because of this incredible heat. Um, but that said, we're talking about a guy, he's kind of popular here in this area. He, he, you know, he had some moments. We're talking about Dak Prescott because he was the story yesterday. First and foremost, I think this is a very fair statement I'm about to make. Until the deal is signed, believe nothing you see in the media. Yeah. Because yeah. we saw within minutes of yesterday, Dak Prescott wants $40 million a year. Dak Prescott did not ask for $40 million a year. It happened literally within a half hour. We were talking about it on Sports Talk Mississippi. We were talking about how, oh, wow, $40 million. And then literally th- 20, 30 minutes later, no, wait, that was not correct. I, I, Both sides are going to play this out in the media. Apparently, oh, uh, was it Jane Slater? I yeah. believe it was. It said it, I don't think she deleted the tweet, so I don't know if that meant she's standing it's behind standing her, by her, her source. But uh, $40 million, man. Or that's, I don't know if he asked for it or he didn't. You know, reports say that he didn't. But, man, that's a that's a ton of ton of dough. $40 uh, million. His name's Rain, you know. Yeah. Make it rain. It's not spelled the same way, though. That's true. So, uh, Here's what this the point I wanted to make about Dak was this, and you tell me what you think. I think I feel like people are missing a point with him. They're 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 they're, they're glossing over something because I keep saying, "I took a team friendly contract." Look what Brady and Breeze have done. I want what was Brady's first big contract? What was Breeze's first big contract? Were they taking pay cuts then? You know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't recall any reports of that happening. I know that in two thousand ten. Uh, Brady signed an extension that made him the highest paid player in the league. Now, at that time, it was four years and $72 million. So that I mean, tells you the difference of where we are then versus yeah. now. But nowadays, Brady is, is a, a different cat because not only does he not need the money for himself, his wife makes more money than him. Yep. I mean, they are probably, I would say, a combined income for them in a year is probably close to $100 million. Which is insane to think about, but that's what it is, you know. I mean, if you can throw the ball good or if you look good in panties, you can make money, evidently. You and I, neither, we're screwed. We're, we don't have that option. We're screwed. Ah, but that said, Breeze is, you know, his wife obviously is not a, uh, a model or anything. She's, I'm not saying she's not a good-looking lady, but she's not a model. But he still has made his millions. You know, he's he had enough money to lose millions and still be okay in that Ponzi scheme he got caught up in. So wouldn't it be great to be in a spot where you could lose millions and still have millions? Can you imagine getting a phone call like, "Hey, we took a we took a bath on this. We're down about ten million, and you can just go, well, lesson learned, <laughs> just walk away." You know, <laughs> I can't. That's one of those things. You know, not to go too deep into the the world of economics, which I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience in, but it's 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 impossible for me to fathom. Yeah, it is. It really. You is. know, like I'll tell you a, a story. Like my wife and I, we have. Two different uh, checking accounts. One's like our main account, then we have like a little backup account. And uh, it has two different debit cards. And then yesterday I went and got my windshield replaced and I used the wrong debit card. And so we overdrew. Now, we have overdraft protection and we had the money. I just moved it to another account. Yeah. But I had to call her and be like, hey, we're like 200 something dollars off here. And so I'm just letting you know what's going on. And imagine just that $200 being like, that's what I spent on dinner. Yeah. You know, today. I might do it again tomorrow. That's what I tipped the waitress. Yeah, that's that was the tip. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Um But with Dak, this is his first big contract. He's still on the rookie deal. I I, I wanna say 
what is his salary? It's it's not much. I mean, not, granted, he's making, uh, he's making um, what's what I'm looking for? Endorsement money, pretty good endorsement money, I would imagine. But like right now, his salary for this season is is two million dollars. That's up from last year when it was six hundred thirty thousand. This is the contract that's going to set him up for life. All right, Fletcher Cox got it. Uh, Bernard McKinney has gotten it. This is, it's Dak's turn to get that. And remember, you're talking about professional football here, which, I mean, there's some guaranteed money Any in second, contracts. It could but, be over. But yeah, and and with a lot of these contracts, you know, the the well, I don't guess there's any NFL contracts. You can correct me if I'm wrong that are fully guaranteed. Uh, maybe there are some. I don't know of any that are fully guaranteed. Uh, this isn't Major League Baseball where if you sign a $150 million you deal and, and you break your... Same with the NBA. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, Dak plays a position where he could take a bad hit at any moment mm-hmm. and... It's over. It's done. Right. I mean, and then that, in this in this back and forth, what I'm almost positive of is that's the big, that's the, the sticking point. That Dak would probably take 30, 31 million a year. If a lot was guaranteed. if a lot, you know, if he gets if he gets five years at thirty million years, it's one hundred fifty million dollars. If they guarantee a hundred, he'll take it. I would imagine. I would imagine. I, I could would be guess. wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know Dak, and I'm certainly not his agent. But at the same time, if you say, okay, we're going to give you, you know, we'll give you thirty five million a year for five years. So now we're at do the math seventy one forty one like one seventy five. Yeah, one seventy five. But we're only going to guarantee sixty five million of it. I mean, it's on the first. Glance, you see 175 versus 150. You're like, wow, I would definitely take deal B. But then you got to look at the guaranteed money. Yep. That's what Dak is looking at. But this is the contract for him that sets him up for the rest of his life, that he doesn't have to worry about money anymore. So it behooves him, and it certainly behooves his agent, who's going to, to milk every cent they can out of this. All right? And I grow weary. I don't know anything about the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't have a whole lot of faith or, or a lot of problems with them. Never been a, a hater of the Eagles. But their fans are incredible. When they just gave Carson Wentz $32 million a year. And he, statistically, has been outperformed by Dak Prescott in every category, including wins, and, of course, more importantly, games played, because Wentz cannot stay healthy. That's Again, this is not Dak's fault. He didn't set the market. The market was set, and now it's his turn. Yeah. That, that's how I'm looking at this. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why anyone could put any criticism on a guy for trying to get paid. You know what? If the Star for Daily News comes up to me and and there was some kind of negotiation, now look, it ain't going to happen. They're going to say, here's what you're going to get paid, or right. you're going to be fired. Right. But if, if, if there was some kind of negotiation... I would want as much money as I could possibly get. Now, it wouldn't be anywhere near $40 million, I can assure you. Right. But you best believe if there's a chance I could get a little more, yeah, I'm going to take that. You know, I don't I don't understand why that's a, an issue. Is he ultimately going to end up with $40 million? I, no, Probably not. I doubt it. But and he's not going to end up with 30 He's going to end up somewhere in between. Absolutely. I mean, it's no different than when you go to buy yourself a new vehicle. You know, you don't – you're, you're probably not going to pay the sticker price. You're going to pay – under that, you have a price in mind. Probably the guy that you're buying it from has a price in mind, and odds are you're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Right. And, and it's no different here. The other thing to consider in this is Dak is not Dak may come out of this negotiation the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He might. But he's only going to have it for like a year because Mahomes is going to get a new deal. Yeah. And that's going to be closer to $40 million. Yep. That's going to happen. Jared Goff has a new deal coming. He's going to get a lot. He's going to get more money than Dak, I would think. 
So this is the nature of the beast, all right? People are talking about he's not even the best quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to know who the highest paid player in the NBA was a couple years ago? I'll give you a couple of hints. It was not their, their last name was not Durant, James, Curry, or give me another great player. I don't know off the top of my Irving. You know who it was? Mike Conley for the Grizzlies. He was the highest played player in the I think Kobe was still in the league when Conley was the highest played, paid player in the league. Sometimes this is just how contracts work. And a player that you might not consider elite, and I don't think I don't consider Dak an elite quarterback. He's very, very good. He's good enough to win two division titles, which is something that, you know, not every, that, that's the main point, right? And I maintain as much as any player that I've ever seen, Dak brings a non-statistical, intangible factor to a team. That I mean, there's no measuring that, but I think you saw it at Mississippi State throughout his entire career. I think you've seen it with the Cowboys throughout his career, where there's just something about his positivity and him being the general that people just rally around him. His presence makes a team better. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure there are other players that, that possess some of the same traits, similar traits, but right. he's a guy that we've all watched, and, and he definitely has that. So there's a monetary aspect to that, too, in my opinion. There's that. And the other thing to consider is it is not Dak Prescott's fault that the Cowboys have two other young stars that want to get top money as well. Right? That's on the franchise to figure out how that works. But it's not on the player to come out and say, I, people want to put this on Dak. And again, I can't stress this enough. The guys who are taking team-friendly contracts now are guys who have made their money. Yeah. They yeah. have $50, $100 million in the bank. Quite frankly, I could see Dak Prescott being a guy in, in five, ten years that says, renegotiate my deal his, because his we need ne- to sign this His guy. next deal will be team-friendly, assuming he continues to play at a high level. Yeah. But now is not the time for it. It just isn't. And if you want to call him greedy, if you want to, it doesn't matter. Because, A, he's doing exactly what everyone listening to this podcast would do. He's going to do the best for him and his family and himself. Well, the problem here is that everyone that's criticizing him comes from, most of the people I would say probably come from a position like you and I where we can't fathom dealing in this financial, how much money it is. I had a friend of mine who said, you know, 40 million, you know, why why would you not, when it said he had turned down 30 and he wanted 40 and what they were asking was, you know, is, is, is it really that big a deal? And I was like, well, over the life of the contract, that's $50 million. Think about $50 million. Would you just leave $50 million on the table? I would not. You know, this is why, the, and this is the, the other thing to remember. And like you, you said a second, this is negotiation. He's not going to get 40. He's probably not going to get 30. I would probably put him between 32, 33. That is the market for a good – that's what it costs. I, I remember a lot of people were complaining about Mullen making like $4 million when, you know, oh, what's he done? I'm like, that's the cost of having a coach in the SEC West at that time. It's come down a little because you added some new guys who haven't coached very much. You added Luke and Moorhead. But then you add Jimbo Fisher making seven point five a year, you know. That's the price, yeah. you know. That's, it's it, like it, you, you can't just go to the you can't just go buy a new car and say I'll give you five thousand dollars because it does the same things that this used beater wants to. Yeah, do. And, and in professional sports, things change over time too. You look at Major League Baseball right now when there are when there's a free agent that's on the back end of that's you know on the other side of thirty now. Mm-hmm. Used to if it was a guy like Josh Donaldson playing for the Braves now this yeah. year, he had, he had to sign a one year yeah. twenty. I mean, granted, it was a twenty something million dollar deal, but it was a one year deal. Right. 
because he was north of 30. And the analytics nowadays say, you know, you can't necessarily bank on giving these guys the five-year deals that you used to kind of thing. So teams aren't willing to do it anymore. The markets kind of change for those players. Um, Sometimes markets change, fluctuate, whatever. That's just how it is in pro sports. But right now for a a starting quarterback in the NFL that is productive and and things, it's kind of what you – Kind of what you got to expect to to pay somewhere in this neighborhood, and, and I know it's ridiculous money sounding to most of, most of us. And why would you turn down you know thirty million dollars or or whatever? Because most of us aren't making thirty million dollars. Most of us are making you know in the fifty thousand range or somewhere there, give or take, up or down, whatever. I understand that everybody's situation changes, but we can't imagine that. But but this is the world in which Dak Prescott lives. Right. These are the you know the market for the guys that play his position in this league. There's nothing wrong with with trying no. to no add a few extra million no <laughs> I mean because again again the most important thing is like you said it's football man any day now any any game he plays in he is at risk and it, it's true about basketball and, and baseball but there's a lot bigger risk I think in football I think that's yeah. obvious to everybody so you know th- this is the the this is the price of playing poker right you can't just show up at the game with five bucks sometimes you got to put some money in the pot. That's what the Cowboys and again, it is Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and their responsibility to figure out how to pay those three guys if they want to pay them. If they only paid one though, it's going to be Dak. Dak Dak is the guy they're going to keep. <laughs> That's the other thing to remember. And when we talked to John Machota back in the fall, uh, he made it very clear. Dak Prescott is the Dallas Cowboys. He's not going anywhere. Nope. The, the Cowboys are going to pay him to keep him. And they'll figure it out with with Zeke and they'll figure it out with Amari Cooper. I think honestly Zeke's number 3. I could be wrong on that. I think he should be number three. I mean, you can't rely on him. Well, you can, and running back in the NFL, it's just... I mean, Zeke, if I'm correct, he should be 24, 25. That means at best you got like three, four more years. Yeah. Like, at the end of his next contract, he's going to be towards the end of his career. That's just how running backs go. There's There's no way around it. That's just a fact, so... Interesting to see some MSU fans yesterday. Finally, and I'm not... I took a lot of heat, as you know. There were a few MSU fans like, I can't believe Dak. I'm like, buddy... I can believe Dak. I have to, Dak Prescott, go get your money. Absolutely. Go get as much of it as you can. Because in this life, buddy, and they say, oh, you can't take it with you? You're right, but while you're here, you can have a lot of fun with it and a lot less worry if you're, if you're careful. So. Yeah, and what's the old, uh, you know, the country song? Money can't buy everything, but it can buy me a boat. <laughs> buy me <laughs> a, a truck to there pull you it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Time to get into the mailbag, the rumblings, week two of this for us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, a lot of good questions, too. So let's just get right into it. Our first question is, when did Justin Strawn send us this? 3.31 a.m. The tradition is back. What was that? At 3.31, I, I was asleep. Oh, I was you know, knocked out. Possibly had woken up to use the restroom, but other than that, I was asleep. My gosh. All right, let's get a couple of his questions here. Uh, we just answered those. One about Dak. Now we're not gonna, all right, now that Will Clark is having his number retired by the Giants... Who is the next Bulldog you think will have their number retired by a professional sports team? That's a good question. That is a really good question. Um, There's nobody really at the, that's had a went to state that's at the back end of their career now, right? Mitch Moreland, I can't mm-hmm. see him. The Red Sox retiring his number. No, and um, I mean we're looking. We're, I think we feel like we're looking way too far down the road. Like Fletcher Cox. Is there anyone like a? That career is already over, like Will Clark. That Palmero, no. no. Brantley, he's... no. Thickpen, no. I mean, there's nobody in the NBA. 
Um, I mean, I don't think the Sixers are going to retire Jeff Malone's number after 20 years of being retired. Uh, football, no. I mean, there's just not one. I mean, you're, you're talking about somebody way down the road. So I guess if I had to pick somebody, Fletcher Cox. I mean, Dak's got a shot. Dak's got a guy. shot, but he's got a, you know he's got he's got a long. He wouldn't be Fletcher Cox could probably retire at the end of the season and, and get be considered for retiring his number. Yeah, he's been that good, but Dak I don't think has, especially for the Cowboys. So I mean, if, if Dak pulls out a Super Bowl or two mm-hmm. somewhere in the next five years, yeah, well, yeah, definitely then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second question we're going to take from Justin today. I just saw a made-for-TV commercial about a ridiculous product called Dr. Ho's Belt for back pain. <laughs> That's what the kind of stuff you see at 3.31 in the morning. What's the most ridiculous made-for-TV product you have ever seen? One of the dumbest. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just because I'm kind of a guy that likes to work out a little bit and mm-hmm. try and stay halfway in good shape. Mm-hmm. Is the kind of along the same lines, the belt thing. Do you remember the the thing that you they used to say you wrap around your abs and it would send like electric shocks yeah, yeah, through yeah. you and it's going to give you the six pack? Yeah, that's the How one. How stupid is that? What about the thigh master? <laughs> remember that? Yeah, that Suzanne Summers squeezing her thighs <laughs> together. Everybody's just like looking at the TV there. Um, I kind of remember. I used to love to watch like those infomercials and stuff. Yeah. And I remember, I remember when like the George Foreman grill was an infomercial. Yeah, and like I was like, that's actually a pretty decent product. Now there's like and a pile of it in Walmart. And of course, the funny part of that, I don't know if you you remember this or not. Did you ever watch Hogan Knows Best? Mm-hmm. They called him first. <laughs> yeah, they called Hogan first, and like his wife couldn't set up the meeting, so they went to Foreman. <laughs> he like cost them sixty million dollars again, millions of dollars. So instead of the George Foreman, we have been the Hulk the, Hogan. Grill it up, brother. <laughs> All right. Chia pets are also pretty stupid. Chia pet is a good one. I remember there was a uh, home brewing uh, thing. They were like, like a little keg, and they were going to send you the beer. I was like, really? Make your own moonshine? Yeah, I was like, we can just do this? That didn't, didn't seem legal. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Joel T. Coleman and Brian Hayden had a question from our good friend Ryan Nelson. All right. You both receive praise regularly for the job you do and have fans. I had a woman today. I made an appointment at the dentist. I said my name. She's like, are you the Brian Hayden on the radio? I was hey. Like, hey. And she was like, my husband listens to you. I was like, why are you not listening <laughs> That's the question. Uh, she said, how do you keep our ego in check and not let kudos and having fans go to your head? I see many media members, including MSU Media, struggle with this. Uh, I mean, I try I try very hard. Like, I don't consider myself I – don't, I don't feel like – celebrity is not the right word. No. I don't like that word. But, I mean, I just, I, I'm just a guy, man. I'm just sitting there, you know. I don't, I don't let it bother me. It is still to it's almost funny to me mm-hmm. when people come up and they're like, yeah. "You're on the pot, yeah, you're, Joel T. You're lightning." It, it's yeah. still kind of weird. And, it is. And look, we're not any we're we're nowhere in the vicinity of celebrity. That, no, that, that no. even just even saying that just, word stupid. But it, it's yeah. to me, it's just really neat. It's like fun, to, yeah. to have people come it's up to you like, fun. "Hey, we listen to you," and I'm like, because uh, quite honestly, we come rolling in here. Some days I'm 15 minutes late. Some days you're late. Sometimes, and we just sit down and talk. Yeah. A lot of times when we're talking, it doesn't. I know that people are going to listen. I mean, we can go see the numbers that people listened. Mm-hmm. But I generally don't even much consider the fact that what I'm saying that there is a large group of people that are out there listening to what we're saying. Yeah. It's just me yeah. and you present questions I just, and I answer them and I just don't, we I, just talk and then we go about our lives. I don't ever I mean, think about it. I just, I just, you know. Yeah. It's, so, and somebody comes up and is like, "Hey, I listen." Thank you. I was like, I'm, thank you. Yeah, thank and another part of it is, 
Whenever some, I have no desire to like. No, God. No. <laughs> yes. Whenever, whenever somebody comes up to me and they're like, "Hey, I really enjoy the pod and I want to listen to it," I always tell them the same thing: "How dare you speak to me?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm always. Maybe one day we can be famous and what, go to like the Jackson Comic Con and charge fifty bucks for so, a selfie. I have this thing uh, where I, anywhere I go to eat, the waitress will always come to my table when I have a mouthful of food. It's just, it's just, it is. 20 years of this happening. And probably a stain, like, right here on yeah, the shirt. Yeah, the stain. I, I, I can't... I, I always drip... I always get something on my shirt. But anyway... Same spot. So, my wife and I have the little thing where I'll, I'll point to her, and, and I'll either... And she'll, like, look at my drink, like, he might need a refill or whatever, but... Or she'll tell him it's fine, whatever. So, we were at Obie's one time. Mouthful of food. Guy's like, hey, I really like the podcast. And I looked at her and I just pointed at her, and she just said, he says, thank you. <laughs> And I was like, not because I had a mouthful of food. It's always interesting, too, to go out to eat with Brian because you are like the most, uh, I don't know what the word is, but I don't know, friendly or just observant, not the right word, but everywhere I've ever been to eat with you, mm-hmm. you immediately, first thing, before you even order whatever, you learn the waiter or waitress's name. We're a team. And, and Yes. You, yeah. you, you, I've never seen together. somebody like team up with the We're waiter or waitress together. Like you your, your goal is to get a tip. My goal is to eat good. Let's make it happen. <laughs> And and you abide by that. I abide by that law. Yeah, you got. I worked in that business long enough to know those people are suffering. Man, give them your give them be nice to them. Red Devil Dog has a really good question. Why can you only watch segments of practice, ten, fifteen, or just twenty minutes worth? This is an MSU, SEC, or NCA policy. I honestly thought y'all were watching it all, but maybe this has changed with the advent of social media and cell phone cameras. Thanks. Lack for for lack of a better word, do they herd y'all in and out of practice? They don't. They don't herd us. They're like, hey, you can come down, and then they say, okay, now it's time to go. Yeah, and, and of course, yeah. by this point, we're all pretty well trained. We, they don't yeah. much have to tell us when. Yeah, we, they tell us what seg- six or what um uh, what segment we're segments, supposed to leave. Yeah, they say, okay, you, you got to go after session six, and I'm like, okay, and then six, as soon as we hear the the horn and we look and it says seven, we're out the door. Yeah. Now, if any of us like lag behind, they would like say, hey, it's time to go. Yeah, but, but, but nobody ever do. really does. We're like trained dogs. But for, to answer the question, though, that is a Mississippi State yeah. rule. Everybody has different rules about it. And if they want to shut it down, they can shut it down. If they want us to watch the whole thing, we, we can will. watch the whole I thing. I think Missouri no... does that this year. They're doing um, they're doing open practices for the media. So, and I mean, I, I there's just, yeah, we don't get to see very much. Here's the dirty little secret, though, for these coaches. Mm-hmm. They could leave us out there the entire period. And every one of us are so dumb, it's not going to hurt their program at all. Yeah, all we're doing is getting video. Or at least that's what I'm doing. I'm not. I can't. I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah, so. I, I guess maybe from the video component of it, if you posted a video and like Nick Saban's got somebody on staff that's like, "Hey, go find video of other people's practices." Maybe they could see something that I don't. But as yeah. far as Joel T sitting out there practicing what they're doing, yeah. If if some coach is depending on me to to get them some kind of game plan for what Mississippi State's doing because of my analysis, well. God help your team. There you go. The Mart wants to ask, ask, did you watch SummerSlam or have you seen it? I have, yes. Okay, so good. The Fiend, next Undertaker or doink, next Doink the Clown? I'm intrigued. I may have to take a look. That entrance was... The Bray Wyatt Lantern is something it, to it, behold. It's spooky, man. Yeah. It's, Which it's, is good. Yeah. If they just let that guy do his thing and then they have to let him win some matches, he can get himself over. I, here's the thing. I have no faith in, None. in, in them None. building up anybody. None. So None I, I feel like it's probably going to end up being a flop because yeah. when's the last time they built a star? I, and I do mean a star. John Cena? Cena. Rollins, maybe, but I mean, he's had some issues. I mean, and they they screwed him up with the, the whole Becky Lynch thing. And yeah. 
so. I have no faith in them them this thing coming to fruition. But right now, he's, he's on, hot right in now. August, I'm I'm very intrigued yeah. to see where that goes. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Patton Paris wants to know if you had the power, what current things would you change or improve within the athletic facilities? What's the you got? You got one. You got money's not an issue, but you can only change one thing. Go. Uh, within the athletic facilities, are we talking about from a media standpoint or from a no, no, player? You're, you're the AD. I'm the AD. Yeah. From a media standpoint, buddy, I, 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 make that, I can make that football press box a lot nicer. Well, one thing that I would do, I don't know that it's the most pressing need. Um, one thing that I would do is put a roof or something over that very first practice field for football mm-hmm. on the backside of the SEAL building. Mm-hmm. Is make that a, a fully enclosed full football field mm-hmm. for, you know, make it the indoor practice facility, basically. right. right. Um, for, for football, That's good. I, I think that that would be one one option, one thing that you could do. Um, it's already being done. That indoor tennis facility was desperately needed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, desperately. Needed. I know that doesn't. That's not the sexy thing to do. Right. Maybe though the the snap your fingers and if it could be done thing to do. And you might disagree with this because I've talked with John Cohen about this and. And he says it's kind of a slippery slope a little bit because the atmosphere in the hump is so good, mm-hmm. but yet there does need to be some updates. That's mine. I would raise so the I, hump I, to the ground. I would build a brand new facility. Really? Yeah. You, you need to. I, I'm, I'm already telling you, like, you know, supposed to be upgrading it or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I don't. I don't think. I don't know how they're going to make it work because the differences between the hump and even the pavilion are stark. I mean, they're big. Yeah. So I mean, they if they, if they can make it look like that on the inside. Great, yeah. but I don't know that they can. I mean, the pavilion is an NBA esque. It's very, like, yes. it's very nice. Yeah, very I nice. mean, it, you can't, you know, which you, is in, in, hilarious because their old one was the, was worse than some high school gyms. Yeah. So I mean, it it really is. And granted, I don't go on the road as much with basketball as I do football and things, but I mean, it it may be my favorite road venue. Yeah, in, in the SEC. Well, I mean, no offense to the name, but the Coleman Coliseum is a dump. Oh, it's a, it looks like an. I went to hangar. Auburn this the, the, year, and that is a really nice arena. Really nice. So that's what's one to look at. Jackson Waddell, if the Kentucky game turns out to be an 11 a.m. kickoff, what percentage of fans do you expect will actually wear black to that game? What's the date of that game? September 20th or 21st, some of that. Hmm. You better, better make it that light dry fit if you're going to wear I black. Would, I wouldn't wear black to that game. Rob Hathaway wants to know, I have a mental block on being able to remember which is which between Choctaw County <laughs> and Webster County. Can you offer any tips to help me be able to distinguish without referring to a map? I have no trouble with any of the other 80 counties, All right, just ha- those two. I have several observations here. Yeah. He can look at a map and label 80 of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. I think he has a job that takes him around the state. Boy, so, howdy. Yeah. If you can do that, yeah. congratulations, Rob, because yeah. I can't. Um, I guess he – is he talking – Rob, I don't know that – are you talking about looking at it on a map? You get them mixed up, like you see the two counties and you can't remember which is which. I think he's talking about, like, everything, you know. Well, if you're looking at it on a map, you can always remember that Choctaw is Choctaw because Choctaw is giving you the bird. Okay. And by that, I mean Choctaw County is shaped like an upside down, giving you the middle finger. Hey, don't say, don't. I'm do giving that. you an example. Like it's that's how it's shaped. Yeah. You, you look and it's kind of got the panhandle thing down there, and it looks like it's an upside down middle finger. Okay. So Choctaw County is always giving you the bird, Rob. Okay. And uh, Webster County is in the north. I mean, I don't know how else to to 
to put that. Yeah. It's north of Choctaw County. I, I don't, <laughs> so I guess if those are the only two you're mi- missing, all you got to do is label one, and you know the other one's right. So right. I'm right. just going to help you out with Choctaw here. Right. And when you're looking at the map, it's the upside-down bird. Choctaw County gives you the bird. All right. Ben Sticker wants to know, if you could move Mississippi State to any other Mississippi town right now, which one would you pick and why? Move Mississippi State to any other town. In Mississippi, yeah. My first instinct here, you probably wouldn't do it because then you're even closer to Ole Miss, is Tupelo. That is not where I would move it. Go ahead. Because I, I like, I mean, I like the city of Tupelo. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a, it's kind of got, a, I mean, it's bigger than Starkville. I mean, it's got things to do. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I really like Tupelo. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where else I would move it. I mean, I, I know where I'd move it. Where are you going? I'd boot Hattis, I'd boot Southern out of Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg is a fantastic town, big town. Uh, you get control of the south half of the state, well, the more see, populous. I, I was, I, I, if you're, we're, you're, kicking, I if we're kicking schools out, I might be with you, but yeah. I was trying to put it somewhere where it doesn't have a school. If, if Mississippi State was in the south half of the state, bigger fan base, you know, closer to you know some better recruiting areas I, that you don't have as much competition in. Uh, you're, you're what an hour from the beach. One hour and some change from New Orleans, so you know it's more it's more of a, a a destination kind of thing. People, you know, they don't feel like they're just in the middle of nowhere. I, I would go Hattiesburg, and Southern can just go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's, that's the answer if if we can kick another school out. All right. But if Southern's staying in town, I don't think you do that. Get them out. They can be William Carey. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Montgomery. Most likely to happen this athletic year. Football wins nine games, including the bowl. Men's basketball makes the Sweet 16. Women's basketball makes the Final Four. Baseball goes back to Omaha. It's baseball. That, you think baseball is the most likely? Of those four things, yeah. More likely than the women making the Sweet 16? No, the women making the Final Four. Oh, Final Four? The men making the Sweet 16. Yeah, the, the two basketball things... Seem unlikely. Seem unlikely. I'm not saying it can't happen, but they seem football unlikely. Football could win nine football with a bowl. Football could easily go eight and four in the regular season and then win a bowl game. But I think the, ba- the baseball team has a great chance to get back to Omaha. Great chance. I'm hesitant. Bring back a ba- lot of baseball production. Baseball is always going to be good here, and particularly yeah. the way they recruited. The, the bullpen situation scares me to death as far as projecting that team to be an Omaha team. I, now, granted, last year I would have said similar things because I, I don't know, man. I, I just I, I think I, I was a little bit hesitant about several areas going into last season, and then they proved me wrong too. But you, you losing Mangum, losing McNamee, losing so much of the heart of that team. They bring back a ton. They man. bring back JT Ginn, but do we know who's going to be able to stay healthy Allen, for a Jordan, whole year? Allen, Westberg, Foscue. It's not the lineup I'm worried about with that team. It's, 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 it's not, just Ginn and it, who's it, behind them. It is. The starting rotation, because I, I mean, JT Ginn, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's going to be fi- just fine and dandy yeah. on Friday night. Um, is he going to be healthy? I mean, I, I think that's fair to ask right now. It's fair to ask. Right. And so, if, if you can't pitch, and so right now, if you're looking at that baseball team, you got you know JT Ginn's on Friday, and then you're just praying for Saturday. I mean, you can throw out names, you know, Eric Sarantola or, you know, whoever you want to fill out that, that weekend rotation with. Brandon Smith, you fill in your guy whoever it is, but yeah. it's a whole big question mark for the rotation. And the bullpen, a bunch of question marks there, too. I mean, other than JT Ginn, what can you guarantee me about that pitching style? I think they'll be okay. And even, I can guarantee anything, yeah. And even JT Ginn... Not 100%, yeah. 
right. with his and I'm not saying that he's an, an injury concern, but after last year it's bears watching anyway. So anyway, I'm worried about the pitch. I think I would go eight and four in football and in the bowl game as being the most likely, but okay. basically I think I'd go football. We'll see. I'm going to answer Oliver McLeod's question on Twitter. Do you have a lot of New Orleans food recommendations? I have none. Okay, so let me do that on Twitter so it's not just me. Rhonda Young wants to know, why do I call Brian Cole Bay-Bay? I listened to every episode, but somehow I've missed the backstory on this one. So my personal favorite professional wrestler right now is Adam Cole. WWE signed he, he on, NX, on the NXT brand, right. if you care. And his thing he does is he yells out to the crowd, when he did, when he comes out for his entrance, Adam Cole, baby. So I just took it and made it to Brian. The entire crowd yells that out. Yeah, with, they, with him. I, I may put like a, a clip in here. So you hear what what's happening there. Uh, and for the record, his name could have been Joe Bob Cole or something like yeah. that, and Brian would still say baby. It's the, it's the Cole. it's the Cole exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we got a couple of Braves questions here. So that'll be you. I'm just going to give you one of them, though. Okay. Tyler Heydrich wants to know, as it stands right now, the Cardinals play the Nationals in the wild card game. The winner would move on to play the Braves. Where does the infield fly rule rank in the worst written and explained rules in MLB? By the way, I love that call in 2011. I'm sure you Cardinals did. Cardinals fan. Um, it, it is one of those rules that's kind of left open to interpretation a little bit. Like, the infielder has to be able to catch the ball with minimal effort or yeah. something like that. And that's on the umpire's judgment, I guess. Can he set up under it with minimal effort? If you go back and look at that 2011 call, take your bias out of it. That was not an infielder setting up under a fly ball with minimum no. effort. That was Matt Holiday sucked in left field. And I think Pete Cosmo was playing short then for the Cardinals. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But any, anyway, there was no kind of minimal effort to get out there, you know, 250, 300 feet from home plate to catch a fly ball and Holiday wouldn't get in there. That call was horrendous. I mean, it was just wretched. And I don't, I don't care what your bias is on that. It was putrid. There we go. Putrid. But, no, the, the infield fly roll call is kind of a, a vaguely wor- worded – you're leaving it in the hands of umpires to, you know, use their judgment. And when that happens, you're going to have differences of opinion and – Let's just say I have a humongous difference of opinion in what Sam Holbrook called that day. I got you. Our first question from Double A, Andy Atkinson, the Ooh. enforcer, has joined us here. Hey, Joel, fellow dad of two boys, yeah. two and a half and six months old here. How's potty training going in the Coleman household? I'll have to say, Mr. Three-Year-Old Cal T now, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't. We are fully doing number two in the commode now. We're doing good there. Uh, he's been... Been pee-peeing in the commode and stuff for a while now. We hadn't had wet underwear in quite a while. He's been doing really good. Like I, he's he's pretty much there, man. It's you know I'm pretty pumped about that. Of course, one year old Cade, he's just letting it fly wherever he's at. That's yeah, his, ba- just, that's his bathroom. That's his bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so, right. but but yeah, Cal T, he is a potty pro Here right now. Good job. Uh, JR wants to know, are you surprised that Brandon Walker turned his back on his more Cowbell listeners and supporters so quickly after going national? What have I been saying for all these years, huh? <laughs> what have I been saying for all these years? Huh? You see the little more Cowbell heads up crying in the front row? Uh. What happens to us now? What happens to Thunder and Lightning? <laughs> Brandon Walker, you can kiss my butt. What do you say, rear end? Kiss my rear end. You can go to hell. 
Oh, that's what he said. He said, go to hell. He's like, let's get everybody out of the locker room and kick his rear end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I mean, I would imagine that with with Barstool, they probably don't have a huge MSU following. I mean, MSU fans follow, but not so much they were going to like, hey, waste your time doing this. Yeah, I, I would say the percentage of Brandon Walker's followership now, where it used to be like 90% Mississippi State, probably, is probably like... 20% It's gone down a lot. He's got like 45,000 followers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. unbelievable. He would say that he didn't sell out, he bought in. Brandon Walker just got a little ahead. <laughs> I have to use two wrestling references. That's outstanding. Uh, Philip Owen, if, is it a sin if I tweet a risky gif in reply to Will Salmon's Begley interview tweet, but replace it with something more tasteful before pressing reply? I say it's a sin if you don't send the risky gif. I sent one. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I saw that, I was like... That's getting the Jack Nicholson the old age. The Lord knows how many hairs are on your head, so he knows, he knows what, what, you in your really, what you really wanted to send. He knows. Might as well send it then at that point. See, what that what that means is we need to retrain our minds, purify our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or you let can, everything you if, do... If you commit one sin and go to hell, why not commit a thousand sins and go down a legend? <laughs> Lord, forgive us. <laughs> forgive, forgive me. Them. Forgive, forgive them, me. for they know not what they do. Uh, my good friend Tyler Jones, the real big Jones on Twitter. Is there a specific hashtag we need to use for our questions? No. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Same answer you got from a certain Mississippi State player on Saturday. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Chris New, do you think there's a chance Moorhead gives Keaton the start in New Orleans, his hometown, and then gives Stevens the start in the home opener? I do not think that. I don't think at all. I think whoever your starting the quarterback the is is going to be the starter. Um, I agree with that. I mean, if it happens that way, it's because Keaton won the job and then – you know, stunk it up or something in New Orleans, and so Steven started game two or something like yeah. that. But I think, by and large, whoever's the starter is going to start in New Orleans, and then they're going to start week two, and then they're going to start week three. Yeah. Let's go with uh, our good friend Steve Robertson, good friend and host, Steve Robertson. Uh, did you ever go to the Dixie National Rodeo? Never So once. we can't answer number one because I never went either. And you know what? I've also never been to the Neshoba County Fair. Me either. Never. Me either. That's weird. We're both Mississippians. Both of us live in Starkville, and I live in Akron. Never been to two of the Biggest most events, trademarked yeah. events of our state. I went to the state fair one time. Uh, who's your favorite Smurf? Smurfette does not count. You know, I don't. I haven't watched enough Smurfs. To, I mean, the only one that even comes to mind is Papa Smurf. I'm going to go with Hefty Smurf. He's the big strong one. <laughs> is like that a, really a Smurf? Yeah, Hefty Smurf. Yeah. He was the strongest one. Or you go with Brainy, too. He was smart. He wore glasses. I mean, I, that'd be good for us too. I brainy and hefty. We'll yeah. go with brainy. Yeah, yeah. All I, right. have, I have a master's degree. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. How did I get to be hefty? How am I the strongest one? Look at you. You're jacked. You're not even on the gas. You're a dad. Uh, Redefining the dad bod. Over yeah, here. that's right. What is the best cut of steak? Always get the fillet. See, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I, lo- I love the filet. That's what you got in Omaha. Yeah, that's yeah. what you bought me for my birthday. That's you and, right. You and Robbie Falk. That was, was a nice. good steak. And I was generous, too, because y'all said you were buying, and they had a 12-ounce yeah, option. you got the little filet. And I got the 8-ounce, because when I, I didn't to, want you to pay as much. When we went out for a steak with Richard Cross, paying off that bet, he got like a 6-ounce filet. I was like, hello, madam. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? I will say, though, because of, the, steak. because of all the sides that we got, it was probably a good thing that I got the eight ounce because we had all, we had like the, what I was ate, it, man? It was like the, I ate the, everything. the duck fat fried potatoes <laughs> or something. So they were fantastic. And the, the truffle green, mac and cheese the and the mac, green, beans green beans with beans. bacon. Ooh. It was good. It was nice. Uh, you best be sure that. On our next trip to Omaha, we're going back there. There for are a show. couple of places we're for sure going. And your going birthday to, is always around that. That's right. So uh, yeah, we're going to like Spiza or whatever that place was brunch called. Brunch place for the brunch place. We're going to Big Mama's. Yes, 
Yes. And we're going chop to house. the chop house. Those are that. those three. Those three are, are the they're all on the list. We got to figure everything else out. Uh, for me, the best cut of steak is a ribeye. That's the best cut. I like a New York strip though too. Not, not that's not as super popular. I just like the fillet because it's so it, it, it's I, I I don't say this for any I just I don't like the texture of like fat stuff oh, like the gummy the, stuff I, I can't stand stuff. it and fillet is very a lean cut and so I just really enjoy yeah. that. But Adam Bell wants to ask you. That's my boy. Is Bell. Say I Yai Yai by <laughs> Ying Yang Twins the greatest hip hop song ever written? Oh, is it? Got a hand on it. You got a. I've never heard this You've song. You never in my heard life. I Yai 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 Yai? Is it? Is, no, I don't think. Oh, that takes me back, brother. All right. You, you, is it? You, is you that should, the correct answer? What we what we need is Adam Bell mm-hmm. to give us a call in one day uh-huh. and just let him sing I Yai Yai. He can do it. It's I it heard. is uh it's humorous. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll I must say, is it the greatest of all time? Yeah. I don't I don't know the answer to that. I'll let somebody else that's more well versed in hip hop judge that. But is it the song that I would want Adam Bell to sing? Yes. Okay. So we'll get him to call in one day. We got a couple of questions from Kevin Wright that I want to ask. Did you have any classes with student athletes? Yeah. Uh, several, actually. Omar Connor. Mm-hmm. I um, got to know him somewhat well back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Big country David Stewart. Yeah. Uh, he was also quiet in class, and that sucker get on the field. Yeah, he knew when to Woo! let it go. Yeah. You want to talk about a dude that was just nasty on the field. Yeah. That dude, I, I tell you what, I'd go to war with him any day. Yeah. Um, I I had a I mean there was a ton more than that. It's been but. so long for me. The only one I remember was Daryl Wilson was in my statistics class. That's it. That's the only one I remember. I remember running into Eric Moulds at the bottom of Carpenter Hall. There was a Coke machine down there, and I was like, I was going up. He was coming down. I was like, Yeah. Oh hey. I had I had classes with Keith Fitzhugh. Uh, okay. I mean, gosh, I, I I could I could name off probably a dozen because I I had to take for back in in my day. Uh, it, it, when I was getting my undergrad degree, sports communication yeah. was in the PE department. Now I think okay, they've actually so you, moved it. Yeah. But we had to take things like coaching football. And oh, you'd like see that. a lot of so, those guys. So, yeah, yeah I, I had I had a ton like of coach, Was that uh, Glenn Collins? Uh, yes. Glenn Young. Glenn Young. Glenn yeah. Young, yes. Yeah. He he taught that. And he, he taught me coaching basketball. Yeah. Greg Dry taught me coaching baseball. There you now, go. Now with Butch over at Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, since you got a Braves question, other than Man City and Liverpool, what clubs can compete for the EPL Championship this year? None. None. I mean, Tottenham's the closest, but, I mean, they finished fourth last year with basically the same lineup. They added Mdombele, but that's not enough to catch up to those two teams. And I think Man City will uh, will win the championship again, probably uh, by a larger margin than they did a season ago. They're, they're, just, they're just too damn good. Uh, Ray Campbell has a very interesting question. With Fitz gone, McCowan gone, Weatherspoon gone, Mangum gone, who is the face of Mississippi State Athletics this year? That's hard, man. I'm gonna give one, you. A, I'll give you a couple of names. One, the first name that came to mind was Kylan. Kylan Hill is definitely one. The second that came to mind is Reggie Perry. Reggie Perry could be. I don't. I just, I just don't think there's enough love for men's basketball. Yeah. And he's just a sophomore. By that same token, younger player Chloe Bibby could be that that person. Yeah. Or within the Mississippi State fan base, yeah, yeah. because there's so much attention to women's or, basketball. Or. Honestly, Rakia Jackson could, could turn into that could. person. And then baseball. JT. I, JT Ginn is the guy there. I Ra- think I think Rowdy or Tanner. Rowdy is the other guy there. Ra- Rowdy has the best chance. I think fans just love him. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think Tanner kind of jumped into this discussion, too, with the way he played the back half of last season and the yeah. old Chipper Jones that's true, thing that's true. and all that, that deal. I think he's – I mean, those are your candidates. I, who will it actually – I think Kylan probably has the best shot of yeah. that group because he plays football. 
And they if give, he gets give, the carries that he... If they give him the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, if he gets the carries that Brian Haydad wants him to get, as well Ooh. as a lot of the listeners, That's uh, right. I think he could legitimately be a recognizable face, not just for Mississippi State, but in the country, right. um, as talented as he could be. All right, we're going to ask one of Trotter Flynn's questions. What's with the Texas school's adopted hand gestures? We need to ask Tyler Horker. They, they all have one. They do. They have the hook them, the gig them, the guns up. The TCU has the frog them. They have the uh, the Houston has one too. They have like the cougar claw or something. I don't know what's going on there. I don't get it. Yeah, I guess over in Mississippi we're kind of like Will Ferrell. We don't know what to do yeah. with our hands. And we'll give you one last Braves question here. Ooh, from Holden I, love, Blake. I love the Braves question. And we'll finish up with this. Holden Blake wants to know how concerned are you about the lack of production from the new acquisitions made by the Braves? I mean, I, the bullpen, except for about a month or month and a half stretch in the middle of the first half i mean it's been a terror all year long so am i concerned yeah but at this point there's no non-waiver deadline anymore who you got who you got so i mean there's nothing we can do about it at this point there's no trading there's only only thing you can do is sign some minor league free agents which probably isn't going to help you or or call up some dudes from the minors and and see what happens there so i mean it do do i have any faith that they're going to turn around i think so i i think that the talent's definitely there but I mean, at this point, I think Alex Anthopoulos said the other day, we're just going to ride it out with these guys. Well, yeah, you are, because what else are you going to do at this point? So it is what it is, as Rick Stansberry used to say, and uh, I, I think they're fine. I, you're never as bad as you are on your worst day. You're never as good as you are on your best day. And Shane Green and Mark Melanson, those guys are, are proven guys. They'll be fine, I think, ultimately. But right, right now, they, they kind of stink. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's an opponent preview day. We'll talk about Kansas State on tomorrow's show. Uh, plus, we should be able to see some practice tonight, so we'll hopefully have some talk about that. Plus, we also, before we record, have assistant coaches, including Andrew Briner. So we should have some new – Some we haven't talked to him. At least I haven't. So we'll get some new insight on the on the quarterback battle, what's going on there. So a lot to talk about tomorrow. We'll be back with you. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.